Cue the music, Joshua. Welcome to the Retirement Plan Playbook. I'm Matthew Thiel, Financial Advisor with RPA Wealth Management. Joining me as always is founder of RPA Wealth Management, Brent Pasqua. Brent, how are you doing today? Doing great, Matthew. Glad to be here. Excited for this great show today. And we're also with our certified financial planner, Joshua Winterswike. Josh, what do we have on deck today? Today, we're going to talk about should you roll over your 401k to an IRA when you retire? Yeah, that's a great question that a lot of people hire us to help answer, right? Not sure what to do with that employer plan when they retire. I thought we'd start today's show, though, by kind of discussing, really defining what a 401k is compared to an IRA, then going through some of the pros and cons. Brent, what is a 401k? A 401k plan is a qualified employer-sponsored retirement plan that eligible employees make tax-deferred contributions from their salary or their wages to a post-tax or on a pre-tax basis. Essentially what you're doing is you're deferring money that you have from your paycheck into your 401k plan, the separate plan for retirement. It's a retirement savings vehicle, that's correct. Josh, what's an IRA? Well, similar, an IRA is an individual retirement account, but it is personal tax deferred account that the IRS created to give investors an easy way to save for retirement. So I would get my 401k through my employer. So if I work for a corporation, they'd set that up for me. Is that correct? Yes. And once you're eligible to make contributions, you can start putting into that plan. And if the company is generous enough, some of them will match your contributions or a percentage of your contributions. Nice. And then what about an IRA? Can anybody open an IRA? How does that work? Yeah, anyone can open an IRA. I think the key word in that IRA definition was personal. So you personally can go up and open up you know, different types of IRAs and anyone can do it. There are some rules behind what types of IRAs and income stuff, but you know, maybe save that for another show. But yes, everyone can contribute into an IRA. I think now we'll go into comparing the two. So have some just some good topics, contribution limits, some key pros and some key cons. And Brent, I think I'm going to have you take the 401k side of those topics. And Matt, will you take the traditional IRA side? Yes, sir. All right, perfect. I'll just do a little battle of the 401k IRA between uh, Brent and Matt. So Brent, to start off, 401k, can you give us the contribution limits to 401k? So for 2019, the contribution limits into your 401k plan, if you are under 50 years of age, is 19000 If you are older than 50 years of age, 50 or older, then you can put in an additional $6,000 into your 401k plan, which would make your max contribution into the plan of $25,000 for the year. All right. On an IRA... For 2019, you could put 6,000 in if you're under the age of 50. If you're 50 or older, you could put 7,000 in. Can I go back though? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I just want to clarify for people, especially on the 401k side, when Brent was reading off the 19,000, that'll come out pre-tax. So it's actually a tax deduction. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, very nice. And on the IRA side, the deductibility, you might not get it. It's kind of based on income thresholds and eligibility, but anybody can contribute to an IRA as long as you have earned income. So what that also probably means that if you want to make sure that you're going to be able to get max deductibility based on your contributions, you probably should do it during the year into your 401k plan and not wait till the following April to make your IRA contribution. Cause if you make too much, then you might not be able to deduct it. Absolutely. 
absolutely sorry for ruining the flow but i just wanted to clarify no that's a really good clarification and i think a lot of people have that question as well in the audience i think i I mean a key is i mean if you're making contributions to their 401k plan and they're giving you match money that's even better ira i mean there's nobody matching it yeah it's all your money right going into the ira yes all right perfect thanks for the contribution limits let's move on to the key pros so brent if you can tackle the key pros of 401k plan the key pros, one that we just talked about is you have higher contribution limits, so you can put more into your 401k plan than you can do an IRA. Your employer match, you can be matching into the plan. So if you're putting in 19000 or 25000 the company could be putting another three, four, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 into the plan or more, which could really increase and ramp up how much you're building your 401k plan up to and how fast you're building your 401k plan into. And your contributions lower your taxable income in the year they are made. So what's really nice is that those contributions that you're making are really lowering your tax liability each year because they are on a tax-deductible basis. And the eligibility is not limited by income, so you're not subject to the limit of your income like you are on an IRA. And the cost in a 401k, that could be debatable. It could be more or less than an IRA which is something I think we can talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I think one thing just to kind of map before you tackle the pros of the IRA too, is just that it comes out of your paycheck every week. Automatic. Like when, automatic, so it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's that auto-save mentality that we, all three of us, really like too. So I think that's also a, just a benefit from the convenience and an easy. Just wanted to add that to there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we, don't s- we don't see as many people making auto contributions to their IRA as you do people making auto contributions to your 401. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Matt, will you jump into um, the key pros for traditional IRA? Certainly Josh. So one thing that makes an IRA a little different than a 401k is with an IRA, you're going to get a larger investment selection. And the reason that's happening is because like we said, it's your individual retirement account. So you can actually open it at any pretty much brokerage account that you want to td ameritrade charles schwab betterment even banks offer right banks offer iras and you could pick any funds you want whereas on a 401k you're limited to what the company gives you essentially the 10 to 15 menu funds Mm -hmm. so that's a nice benefit of iras and then you can make a deductible contribution to reduce your taxable income so that is nice you can reduce it by how much you put in but that's only if you're eligible for the deduction and that is a complex web that is beyond today's show so you can lower your taxable income like a 401k you just might not be eligible there's just a lot of rules behind it yeah it's confusing and like i said a few minutes ago your CPA gets it wrong, and if your advisor isn't very good, he probably gets it wrong. I fully, honestly, didn't understand the rule till I completed the CFP program. Yeah, it became a lot more clear after that CFP program for sure. But I think also we don't know what your income is going to be throughout the year. So to try to keep track of your income and IRA contributions, it becomes just a little bit more of a task, I believe. Yeah, you know, totally agree. Okay, let's jump into some key cons for 401k plan. Brent, can you tell us about some cons? One of the cons is you really have limited control over the plan. Like Matthew said, on an IRA, you can pick what custodian you want to go to. You can pick a lot more. You have a lot more choices on investment options. But when you are opening and starting your 401k plan with your employer, you have one option on the plan. You're going with that custodian. 
and then you're moving forward and making those contributions. The other con is that you just really have limited selection to the fund. So if you wanted to buy stock ABC, you're not going to be able to most likely do that inside your 401k plan. You're going to be subject and limited to those just 10, 15, maybe 20 choices that they have in there, which can be rough because if the company hasn't selected good funds or funds that you believe in or funds that you have the same philosophy on, then you're really limited to those choices and there's really no way around that. So I can't buy beyond me inside my 401k plan. No, that would probably not be available unless you're working for that company. Got it. Okay. Any more cons? Those are the main cons that we see right off on the surface. And I think we'll talk about a few more of them as we kind of progress through here today. Perfect. Great. Matt, what about a traditional IRA and their cons? Well, some cons in the traditional IRA are, like we mentioned above, the contribution limits are less than the 401k. Essentially, you are putting away less money in your IRA for retirement if you're using that over a 401k. So your balances are growing less. Then we talked about the deduction. You might not be getting that deduction if you make too much money. You get the phase out. Finally, your distributions will be taxed in retirement. So you're putting away on a pre-tax basis, but when you go to take income from the account, you will be paying ordinary income taxes. And lastly, it's subject to the dreaded RMD beginning at 70 and a half, where the government forces you to start taking money out to pay the taxes. Right. Yeah. And then that's the same with the 401k. I think we're going to jump into that topic about the RMD and the withdrawals um, after 70 and a half for both accounts. And just to kind of summarize, Matt, what you had said. So contribution limits are less. So less deduction, potentially a little bit limitation on the deductibility and the potential growth because you're contributing less into that account. Yeah, it's going to compound at a lesser rate. Right. All right, let's move on to some facts or frequently asked questions. These are questions that a lot of people come and ask us that we thought we would answer on today's show. Brent, I'm going to kick this one to you to start. So in a, what are kind of the major differences on the investment landscape between a 401k and an IRA? Well, some of the things that we already touched on are under a 401k plan, usually somebody who starts the plan elects a third-party administrator and a custodian and they kind of come together they start picking some options on what funds they want into the 401k plan so they'll they'll pick like a main plan a fund company or two or three of them and then they select those funds and those are your 15 options that you have to pick from and those are really the only things that you can invest in with the fund now some plans are more diverse and some plans have more options we've seen plans have as what low as five six funds sometimes in them there's been some plans that have very limited amount of funds in them. So you do have very limited investment choices on the 401k plan. On the IRA side, you do have a lot more. You are open to the entire market. You can invest into whatever you want. Yeah, some key differences for the IRAs is cool is you can actually use ETFs. Right. Where in 401, I don't think there are any 401ks using ETFs. I might be wrong. There might be one or two new ones that popped up in the last year. Right. But the last time I checked, there's none. And then individual stocks as well. Right. Only way you're getting individual stocks in your 401k is if you work for that company. Right. And it, it just seems to me like it, you're just subject to, you know, that and underlying mutual fund fee that's in the 401k, which, you know, we, we talk about things controlling what we can control and right. you know being limited on the investment options also means you're limited to how low you can drive your cost of the underlying investment and sometimes we've seen these plans where they've had such high fund fees like you're looking at these 401k plans and you're like how do you even help somebody working there 
because the fund fees are just so outrageous. Yeah, it, it just like rips out one of the key factors when we talk about like successful investing, which is lower cost because there are no low cost fee no. options within the 401k plan. My wife's plans like that. Oh, wow. And so, um, you know, I help her with her rebalance and her 401k and there's no low cost options within her 401k plan. Yeah, it's just like you throw your arms up because there's just nothing you can do. You're just trapped at that point. Right. And then that's when we determine, you know, is it better to contribute to a traditional IRA after the match or whatever? Right. But if you want to put more deductibility into your plan i mean your hands are tight yeah your hands are tight you just got to go with the high cost funds right yeah to to summarize i i think for people playing at home if probably general rule of thumb of what i've seen if your plans at adp lincoln or some of the other high fee ones you guys see yeah uh, lincoln was the one uh, i was just gonna say uh, yeah american funds you probably have high fees if you're at fidelity vanguard they might be a little lower yeah I think it's just a you know a good time to drive that curiosity to see what you're actually playing if you don't know and to look at that underlying investment cost. I mean, when we created our 401k plan, it was critical to us to put funds that have low cost in there. Right? Like we wanted to our funds available in our 401k plan to be on the same investment philosophy that we use with our clients. Yeah, I think that was very important to all of us. And when you were discussing that, yeah, we weren't sticking those high expense ratio funds into our plan no i don't think we, i think probably like the average is it's just so low from all the funds that are in ours i mean i know there's only a few but yeah all very very low cost funds so the another fact that we get is and josh i'll give this question to you because it's probably one of your more favorite ones but will a 401k or an ira give you more retirement income is there like one or the other or like how does that work which one's better for retirement income well I'll start answering that question with it depends. There's a lot of variables to that question, but we do get that question a lot of, you know, which one is going to give me more retirement income. And again, it depends on the contribution and and how it's being managed more importantly. So, you know, the principal amount, how it's being invested, the fees, a, a driver in that as well, the way that we're withdrawing from the account too. So there's all of those variables that go into it. I think that, you know, deciding whether a 401k or an IRA is situational and that will determine along with all of those factors, which account is going to give you more income. But I don't think that there's a for sure answer behind one or the other. But it's generally, if you wanted to ask me just generally too, typically the 401ks because they do have higher contribution limits, have higher dollar amounts than the IRAs. And, you know, potentially we can generate some more income off of that one. So you kind of want to run around about that question. But so your nest egg is going to be bigger. Yeah. Nest egg would hopefully be bigger because the contribution limits are higher. If you are contributing more than an IRA contribution limit into the 401k. Sure. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And I'll add on a point. Your retirement savings is going to grow faster, most likely in a 401k because of the contribution limits. But once you do retire, there's actually no difference. Your nest egg is what it is. Right. Yeah. At that point, you have what you have. Mm-hmm. And if you're no longer working, the you know treatment of the accounts are the same yep. tax-wise. Yep. Okay. And then another, this really isn't a question, but it always makes me chuckle is when I'm sitting across from either a prospective client or a client and I say, all right, we're going to do the fee analysis on your 401k to see if it's better to do an IRA or 401k. And they say to me, my 401k doesn't have any fees. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So people do things for free, right? That's that's cute. That's not possible. So where 
401ks have fees is there's a couple different levels. The first is going to be just the, the straightforward fund fees, which would be the expense ratio. So every mutual fund has a fee you're paying for somebody to manage that money. The second fee is going to be your third party administrator fee. Your third fee will be your custodian fees, right? You're paying someone to hold the money and safeguard it for you. Yeah. And then finally, the last fee is going to be the investment advisory fee. And the investment advisor's role in a 401k plan is to select the funds for the plan and they take a fee for that as well. Mm -hmm. Did I miss any, any fees? Potentially on, a participant fee well, yeah, on the like, 401k. I think that's the only one you missed. Yeah, like a flat fee. Per participant. A couple hundred bucks usually. Yeah, a year. Yeah. You know, however they break it up. That's that's a potentially another fee that the employer will put on to the actual participant to take care of themselves. Right. And then so on an IRA, you're going to really strip some of those fees out. If you place a trade in your own IRA, you're probably just going to pay the commission. If you're buying an ETF or mutual fund, you'll have the expense ratio just like a 401k. And it's your choice whether you hire an investment advisor or not and you know, what their fees are. Are these fees clearly defined in the plan? They're supposed to be transparent, right? But how often do we see 401k participants when we ask them what they're paying in 401k fees either say they're not paying any fees or they don't know right so how transparent can they really be if all of our clients and the people that we talk to about 401ks don't know what their 401k fee actually right. is or they think it's low because they don't know right or they don't see it right you know because it's baked in yeah so if you don't see it you don't think you're paying anything right yeah you're just your returns minimized now what do you what do you think I could be wrong, but does the DOL, so that's the Department of Labor, they regulate the 401k industry. Do you have to put a fee statement on a 401k like we do? You do now. You have to disclose it. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. It was like uh, last okay. August, right, or something. Yeah. Was, so they just changed ago. the law. That's good. You remember when we went to a conference and they were talking about these 401k guys and what the 401k guys would do is they would go into big companies and then they would try to bid out to try and change the 401k plan from their the current plan that they had and they wanted to exchange it for their new plan. And some of these plans are so large. I mean, these are millions and millions of dollars inside of these plans and sometimes even larger that they would bring in these attorneys to run audits on these plans. And even when they had run audits on these plans and they'd bring these attorneys in, they still couldn't figure out all the fees that were inside of these plans because so many of them are just hidden. And, you know, that's very difficult for somebody to be contributing to something that they don't even know what the real cost is. Yeah, it's awful. And it's a shame because I know the DOL was trying to really help clean up the retirement industry. And then the political winds shifted and I yeah, got the, squashed real quick. The rule got squashed. Mm -hmm. All right. So our last fact today is I'm going to shoot this one to you too, Joshua. So if you roll over a 401k to an IRA, do you avoid the RMD? Oh, I like that question. Yeah, I, get that que I get that question a lot. A lot of times when retirees are coming to a required minimum distribution age, so that's the ruling of the IRS that we have to take a minimum distribution out of your IRA or 401k at 70 and a half. A lot of the questions that we get from retirees is how do we avoid that? Don't want to take that money out. So will the 401k avoid me having to take an RMD? Will the IRA avoid me having to take an RMD? If you are retired... No, it will not. So we still have to take the RMD from the right. 401k and the IRA. Now, the 401k does have, you know, some different rulings. If you're still working about delaying it, we'll 
get into that a, another day. And I think in the last episode, we might have talked about that a little bit. But yeah, um, we, we did touch on it in the last episode. Yeah, but you know, rolling over your 401k to the IRA does not waive your RMD, guys. All right, so let's get some good banter going and discuss the main question of today's episode. Now that we know the characteristics and the the differences and the pros and the cons, and we kind of have a good background of IRAs and 401ks. Let's take a case study and look at a, someone who's retiring at 65. What do they do with their employer-sponsored 401k plan? Do they keep it there or roll it over? Brent, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess the first question is, do you agree with the funds that are inside the plan? So is there options in there that you like? And do you have a great portfolio that you think is really well put together? So can you put together a really good portfolio with the funds that you have? So that's the first question you got to ask yourself. Number two, is the fees acceptable? Are you okay with the fees and do you actually know what they are? And is actually anybody giving you any assistance in managing the portfolio? A lot of people are like, oh yeah, somebody's managing my 401k plan all the time. Well, that's not really happening. You're making the choices of the investments that you have. You may be able to call somebody, but that person you're calling is most likely not looking at your 401k plan unless you call. Yeah. So there's that's let's jump right there. That's a great point. Can I jump in? I'm going to. So you call Fidelity, ADP, Lincoln, you're getting a call center employee. If you start asking investment related questions, they may pass you on to a broker who has their series seven license or an investment advisor who has their series 65 license. But that first person you talk to, they are not a professionally trained investment advisor at all right and if you're 65 are you okay with that minimum management it depends if you're a do-it-yourself or not right right i mean if that's your nest egg you probably want somebody keeping an eye on it and aligning that portfolio with your goals that would be my guess there is reasons to keep it at the 401k plan if it makes sense for you but it all has to align for it to make sense to stay there just seems like a lot of variables that it has to make sense for i mean even for do it yourself right you'd still want to look at you know what type of tools that that 401k is providing you because a lot of the custodians provide good tools for retirees and also looking at the fees again right you know even for do it yourself or you're still having to make that decision it's not just a no-brainer of keeping it at your 401k. I mean, we just had a client that had to move over their 401k to the IRA just based on the fact that he needed to take more withdrawals than the 401k would allow, right? The 401k plan would only allow, I think, one withdrawal a year where he needed to take ongoing withdrawals. So Mm -hmm. the plan, it had to get moved or else he wouldn't be able to support his expenses. Yeah, and I think that's underrated as well because from the IRA, you can you know, take from the account quarterly, monthly, biweekly, and a lot of the 401k plans, it's not that easy to set up the income from the account. Sure. And that can be a a big, you know, benefit to the client because they want to see that income, you know, in different periodic forms. I've seen most plans have restricted withdrawals. Mm Mm-hmm. That's been more the common thing. What do you mean by like a restricted withdrawal on a 401k plan? They limit the amount of times that you can take out of the plan. So you can't set up a monthly distribution on a lot of these plans. So if you needed, you know, $4,000 a month to cover your expenses and you wanted that set up to be paid to you on the first of every month, the plans aren't supporting those types of withdrawals. Right. So that whereas on an IRA, we could set it up to be monthly, biweekly, quarterly, however you want it. Yeah. You have un- basically unlimited options on how your distributions come out. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. I think one big thing though, like to go on that is the protection behind the 401k plan. So if you're looking, you know, 
if you're in the midst of a lawsuit or a different legal situation, not to go too deep into that, I think we could probably talk about that in more depth in a future episode, but protecting the assets um, is one thing that someone's going to have to look at as well, debt protection and the laws behind the 401k to the IRA. Yeah. So do you get special protection in a 401k? Well, just the, the protection on the IRA is limited. So, you know, depending on how the size of your nest egg, well, you're going to want to look at the laws behind the 401k and the IRA, because if you do roll it over to the IRA, then your protection is limited. I think that we see that the most people leave their money in their 401k plan if you are retiring at 55 or you're under 59 and a half and you know you're going to need some distributions. I mean, you're not going to want to roll it over to an IRA at that point because you're have a tax penalty at before 59 and a half on an IRA. So it really makes a ton of sense if potentially if you're retiring from 55 to 59 and a half to possibly leave it. Yeah. With the 401k plan. Yeah. We've, we saw that recently too, Yep. but if you're retiring early, it's a great point. Now, what do you got for us? Yeah. I mean, I think that it makes a lot of sense to actually roll it over in my opinion. Right. Um, when you do retire, I mean, before you retire, you might want to just keep it in the 401k. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, I'm a big control guy, right? I want control over my money. I don't want some corporation I used to work for managing the fund. I mean, just imagine what happens if three years down the line, that corporation gets bought out and now your plan's getting transitioned somewhere else. Right. Rolled over, take control of your money. And I know it's a big issue for these 401k plans because they are putting a lot of effort into keeping assets now. Yeah. Well, they and they also want to roll it over to their IRA side. So a lot of 401k plans, you know, they're a custodian, so they do have the individual side also, and they want you to keep it with them on some level, whether it's in the 401k plan or move it to an IRA. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that if you're at one of the bigger custodians, yep. Charles Schwab, TD, Fidelity, yep. Vanguard. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Roll it to your own IRA and control it. Yep. Keep it there. But then also, like, we see so many times that a lot of people have more than one old 401k plan or IRA. Yeah. So I think that is another variable to look at when you're asking your the question, should I roll over my 401k to IRA? Because do you want four different accounts? We've talked about the benefit of consolidating accounts on a, you know, a previous podcast. Again, that's another variable that I think we throw into the mix when we're looking at, should you roll it over or not? Yeah, it's complicated. If you got too many IRA, 401ks or IRAs going on. Yeah, and then so especially if you're taking RMDs and managing that, it just makes it very, very complicated. Right. I think what we see here is that the amount of times that it makes sense to keep it under the 401k plan is probably more limited. Like you have a smaller window, a smaller bubble of people that should keep it under the 401k plan. Yeah, I agree. Especially if they're retired. Like you, Matt, you said that earlier. Like if you're retired, yeah, there's just a lot more. There's not a lot of benefits to keeping it there. Right. I'm trying to think of a good analogy of what keeping your 401k is at your employer, but I, I really can't think of one. I guess I should have prepped a little more. Yeah. For a good one. Anything left on this, guys? No. A lot of different situations we talked about. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it makes sense to move the money to an IRA, mainly also if you want to pick your own investment options and you want that more control. To summarize the benefit of an IRA, I mean, IRAs just have a tremendous amount of benefit for control, like you said. So I think if you want to take control, you want to have unlimited options, you want to be able to take out money, you want to be able to do the things that you want to do, and you want to align yourself possibly with an advisor who has your goals in mind, most importantly, and you're needing to take out money for income. I mean, that all has to align, and it's more aligned if you move it over to your IRA. 
Yeah, I agree. Or don't hire an advisor and do it yourself, but it's yep. still probably better to do it in an IRA than at your employer's 401k plan. Yeah, I agree. And look at all the variables we just assessed. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, no, last time we talked, you kind of maybe discussed a little preview of this vacation you're going on. You look tan. You kind of looked refreshed, but you're looking at me like you're a little mad right now. But why don't you tell me <laughs> how your trip was? I mean, does anybody, is anyone ever ready to come back from Hawaii? No, I don't think so. Like even people who are our clients who are retired and they spend two weeks there, they're like, oh, I'm not still ready to come back. I could spend another two weeks here. I just, it's paradise. It's beautiful. Weather's nice. I mean, it's a little humid, but it's perfect. I mean, you got winds coming in. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful trip. My kids swam a lot. They love swimming in the pool. I took them paddle boarding. They saw turtles. And how'd you, know, you do on the paddleboard? What's that? Have you paddleboarded before? Yeah, a couple of times before. Oh, nice. So yeah. you enjoy paddleboarding and like you stood up the whole time, no no issues? Yeah, I would sit on my knees and then oh, I have okay. one of them in front of me and then I'd paddleboard out there and they'd either want to go further or go a different side or way and then they would be just looking because the water's so clear they could see some of the fish in the coral. Yeah, that's cool. So they like looking at the coral and then we paddle around and then I went back and I grabbed my son and then he went on there with both of us and then i took him out by himself so very cool it's fun to take them out there and have them just kind of experiment is the water pretty calm where you paddleboard yeah there's some days where i wouldn't take them out just because it's too choppy one of the days it was really the winds were down and it was clear so we just took them out there they enjoyed that awesome matt have you ever paddleboarded i have i've done it in the bahamas costa rica i don't know if i did it in hawaii but when we did it in Costa Rica, the water was pretty choppy. That's it, like when I first did it. The water hard. was choppy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder when the water is choppy. Yeah. Well, maybe I just wasn't that good. Yeah, the kids are pretty safe on there. I mean, obviously, I have life vests on them and stuff just because they're younger. But yeah, You'd be a pretty bad parent if you didn't put a life vest on your yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. Just a really risky parent. <laughs> yeah. I have some you stories just, about what I saw other parents doing out there. I was like, oh, I wouldn't really feel comfortable doing that with my child. But. You just better be a really good swimmer. Yeah, exactly. How, any good food out there? Yeah, food's great. We went to a couple different restaurants out there. We went to dinner four different times and then made dinner there three different times. So it was nice. We like going to restaurants, went to Italian and steak, and it was wonderful. I, I took some nice hikes with my son and my daughter and my wife and so it was beautiful it's such a gorgeous environment and such a nice landscape and you know i could spend two or three different times there every year yeah i mean definitely you should have stayed a little longer yeah I mean, josh and i were doing good oh you would have missed the podcast today yeah you would have yeah we missed the recording i guess i got a podcast from out there yeah we could have just tapped you in yeah we're, no. we're done with the first <laughs> leg of vacations though because i think in the last podcast we were talking about like the summer vacations right. leg one's done matt matt you're leaving yeah i'm leaving going away gonna be where there's no internet access i mean are we gonna miss him that's a that's a tough question yeah it's like bittersweet i don't know yeah. if that's the right word for it like you know i, I kind of miss him but it's gonna be really nice for him to get a break from him as well yeah yeah i mean we like having him here, but then we're also like, ah. Oh. <laughs> well, don't, don't worry. As soon as I close the show, I'm going to go send five emails and I'm packing up and getting out oh, of here. Oh, jeez. So. Well, make sure you go get a fanny pack. Yeah, I will. I need one. Matt looked at I brought my fanny pack in today. They're making a comeback and Matt was digging my fanny pack. So. I think the vibe right now is like, I just got back from vacation, so I'm like a little down about it. 
Matt's ready to go on vacation, so he's really up on it. And so, well, he should, Josh should be planning his trip, so he should be a little excited too. Uh, no, I'm excited, yeah, because we're planning it. But yeah, your guys is you know attitudes and right now we're com- yeah we got two the different places vibe. Yeah, we got exactly. the opposite yeah. vibes that's a better right word for it the vibe <laughs> is completely opposite right now all right well the faster we close the show the faster i go on vacation <laughs> so uh should we keep them on it you want to yeah, keep, geez, just keep rolling in, in, anything else for today's show boys no i think if anyone has questions on more differences between 401ks or iras to always reach out these are things that we can discuss in more detail there's there is some more rules and laws to be discussed here, but without overcomplicating it, we went through some of the most specific main ones that apply to more people. Absolutely. That's a great point. And one more frequently asked question that we always get is, hey, we wanted to talk to you guys. We have some questions. How much does it cost? We do free initial consultation. So all you have to do is go onto our website and book an initial consultation and there's no cost to that. Yeah. Um, so we, we can kind of start to answer some of those questions. Yeah, it's at rpawealth.com. Yep, rpawealth.com. Thank you for joining us on the Retirement Plan Playbook. We really appreciate you downloading today's show and listening to it. To read the show notes, go to retirementplanplaybook.com and you'll be able to get a transcript of today's show or you can go to rpawealth.com and click on the podcast link. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. RPA Wealth Management is a state-registered investment advisor located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. RPA Wealth Management may only transact business in those states and jurisdictions in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. A copy of RPA Wealth Management's current disclosure statement, Form ADV Part 1, containing RPA Wealth Management's business operations, services, and fees is available by accessing the SEC's Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. RPA Wealth Management will provide Form ADV Part 2A from Brochure and 2B Brochure Supplement to interested parties upon request. Information provided on this podcast should not be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to acquire or dispose of any investment or engage in any other transaction. RPA Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personal investment advice or financial planning advice through its podcasts. RPA Wealth Management podcasts are intended for information and educational purposes only.